Blog Talk Radio. Juniors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. We have a few technical difficulties to start the show here, but we are here and ready to break down everything week two for you. We've got all kinds of good stuff uh, from the fallout of week one, but Sherpa and I have everything you need to guide you to victory this week. How are you today, Sherpa? Great. Um, Other than the fact that my team got killed by your team in week one, which... Wasn't totally unexpected, by not, but... by not leading with that. <laughs> well, I, that was it was going to be that discussed at some point, so I figured I'd just be disgusted right up front and get it out and Wipe over the with. the proverbial band-aid off. Yes. So, well, I'm sorry that, for the uh, druthering that we gave you. <laughs> yeah, How I mean, did your fantasy team share this week? Touching the, not much better than that. I mean, oh, what's, what's up with Saquon Barkley only uh, touching the ball for 15 times? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the game plan was. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And you guys I mean, like know you're supposed to play. The game plan was to, to get play. the first draft pick next year. But Maybe. I think the Dolphins you gotta fight the, you got to fight the Dolphins so. for that. That could be, that could be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think a shark tank or, or you know, fish tank is, is an apt hashtag for them. <laughs> I just, you guys know you're supposed to play defense, right? Like, that is a part of the game. Yeah, that was tough. Overrated. That was a tough defensive look. <laughs> defense is overrated. Yeah. Definitely doesn't win championships. Definitely <laughs> not a thing. That's right. Offenses win champions. You have to score more points than the other team. If you don't score, you yeah, can't I told, win. Yeah, I told one of my, my coworkers who's a Giants fan, I was like, listen, all you got to do is find a way to let your offense score more points than your defense gives up, which is quite a task. But, you know, you can win some games that way. Shall we move on? I think it's best if we do. Uh, Like I said, we've got quite an action-packed show for you tonight. We've got all of our predictions for week two, news, notes, injuries, all that good stuff. We're going to tell you who to start and sit at every position, waiver wire pickups, daily fantasy picks, and, of course, along the way, perhaps a disagreement or two. Um, But we'll – be giving you everything you need to win your daily and weekly fantasy uh, football games this week. In the meantime, you can find us all week long, all over social media. We love ch- chatting with you, football, sports, whatever. We're here for you. If you've got line of questions, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. You can also find our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at JKIM16 and Sherpa's at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Pretty easy. So we'll get right into the meat of it, the injury report, which for as many big names that went down uh, is not as long as it normally is. So I'll take that. Um, Unfortunately, we did lose uh, a lot of big names this week. So the waiver wire is going to be pretty pivotal pivotal for you this week. 
Uh, we'll get there in a second, but first, let's just get it out of the way. The Antonio Brown saga continues. Did he outsmart us all by getting getting himself over to the Patriots? Maybe, but now he may be ending up on the commissioners or commissioners exempt list following a an alleged rape uh, that his former trainer has said occurred. Uh, obviously, he's not not on board with that and allegedly countersuing. This seems far from over. Probably not best to start him this week. Out in L.A., no, formerly San Diego. No, I don't think you're even going to have that option. <laughs> well, I mean, you could no, if you want no. a zero you in should. your lineup, but uh, probably not advisable. It would be a good idea. I can tell you no. somebody I played this week had Antonio Brown in their lineup. I was happy about it. They were less so. Hopefully they get that straightened out before this week. Well, that, yeah, uh, I was <laughs> just going to say, that, that's a worse faux pas than the Giants' defense. Yeah, it's bad. It was a bad, bad look for them. I'm, I'm hoping they just didn't set their lineup and that they're not crazy. So, hey, it worked out for me. Ditch somewhere. Yeah, possibly also that. <laughs> uh, the Chargers are dealing with uh, a pretty major injury. Tight end Hunter Henry is going to be out indefinitely. They don't have a timetable yet. He's got a tibia plateau fracture does not sound awesome. He uh, left the game last week, and they're trying to figure out whether or not he's going to go on IR or not. But uh, he's he's definitely out for the foreseeable future. Nick Foles hit IR this week. He broke his clavicle. The curse of being a quarterback to leave the Eagles rolls on. Sam Bradford uh, went through this. Nick Foles is now the latest victim. It was a pretty uh, innocuous hit, but it ended up pretty bad for them. So... We're going to get get some more weirdness out in Jacksonville, but we'll get there in a few minutes. Tevin Coleman is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's definitely going to be out this week, possibly several more. High ankle sprains are kind of tough to gauge, so definitely have a backup plan there. Joe Mixon is very questionable this week with his own ankle injury. That's going to probably go down to the wire. Giovanni Bernard is looking good on the waiver wire. Again, we'll give you some more options here shortly. Darius Jice is dealing with a knee injury. He's going to be out this week possibly longer. Adrian Peterson, who was inactive last week and well, Coach Gruden's been trying to get rid of, is now going to be your starter out in Washington. That'll be interesting. Tyreek Hill broke his collarbone. He's going to be out a few weeks. He actually ended up in the hospital during the game last week because the collarbone broke inward and there were some issues with his sternum. People were worried. They sent him uh, away in an ambulance, but looks like they're alleging he'll only be out a few weeks. I think that might be a little aggressive, but we'll see. Patrick Mahomes sprained his ankle during that Jacksonville game as well, which also featured a couple of nice fist fights. So very eventful uh, Kansas City Jacksonville game last week. Mahomes is going to play this week. He seems like he'll be all right. Mike Williams is questionable with a knee injury. He is practicing, so we'll see how that goes. Sterling Shepard is in the concussion protocol. He's questionable. He was hanging out on the sideline during practice today, even though he didn't actually practice, which is generally a good sign. Looks like he's on track to play. Devin Funches also broke his collarbone. He is on IR as well. Collarbones are the new oblique. Unfortunately, they seem to be contagious. In Buffalo, tight end Tyler Croft was limited to practice today with a foot injury. It looks like he should be okay, barring a setback. In uh, Baltimore, Ravens running back Mark Ingram was dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited. Looks like he's going to be fine this week. And wide receiver Marquise uh, Brown was also limited with a hip injury. So the uh, the Ravens took a lot of points. They got a little banged up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Washington, tight end Jordan Reed was back at practice, though he was limited. He's still technically not cleared out of the concussion protocol. He's hoping to play this week, but, I mean, we all, we've all we all heard this story before, so keep an eye on that. 
In Houston, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was limited. He's going to play this week. He's dealing with some sore ribs. Will Fuller was limited for an undisclosed reason. It doesn't seem to be injury-related. Deshaun Watson practiced fully. He uh, tweaked his back during the game this week. It looks like he's going to be fine. Kiki Kute was back at practice, uh, practiced in full today after not playing last week with an ankle injury. 49ers wide receiver Jalen Hurd is dealing with that back injury like we talked about last week. He is, quote, week-to-week. He's still not practicing, probably not playing this week. Maybe next week will be his week. In Minnesota, wide receiver Josh Doxson was limited with a hamstring injury. He looks like he should be fine this week. And in Green Bay, tight end Jimmy Graham is dealing with a finger injury. He has been sort of limited at practice. He's going to be fine this week unless, you know, the finger falls off. But he plays through pretty much everything. So, unless for as many big games that got hurt. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think that's going to be a good game this week, the, uh, the Packers and Vikings. But... We'll talk about that shortly. How are you feeling about the waiver wire? Um, pretty good. This early in the season, there are lots of options out there. Running backs, some people that have uh, caught my eye and are owned in less than 50% of uh, most leagues are um, Carlos Hyde uh, with Houston, Ronald Jones, II with Tampa Bay, <laughs> Justin Jackson with the Chargers. Chris Thompson with the Redskins, Giovanni Bernard, as you mentioned before, with the Bengals, Darren Sproles with the Eagles, and uh, Gus Edwards, um, somebody who had a nice uh, run at the end of last season with the uh, Ravens there. So those are some running backs. I'm with you Um, there. I think Darren Sproles has the potential to have a really nice week this week against the Falcons. Giovanni Bernard, like I said, looks like he's going to get a good bulk of carries. Uh, Chris Thompson, I think it'll be interesting too, just because the the running back situation is a real mess in Washington. Yeah, yeah, mm. yes, it is. Um, so wide receivers, um, somebody that we talked about a little bit last week, uh, DK Metcalf, fresh off of knee surgery, uh, fresh out of the um, hospital yeah. onto a playing field, putting up numbers. Yeah. It's very impressive. Putting up the numbers. Uh, Terry McLaurin <laughs> with Washington is. One of those guys that yeah. seemingly came out of nowhere last week to have a really nice game yes. and has a matchup with uh, your your beloved Cowboys this week. Um, Mohamed Sanu perpetually overlooked as the now third wide receiver in Atlanta. James Washington with Pittsburgh. Nicole Hardman, who might get a chance uh, with Tyreek Hill out in Kansas City now. Yeah. Kenny Stills with Houston. Danny Amendola with Detroit. Um, DK Metcalf with uh, College teammate A.J. Brown with Tennessee, Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr., uh, Philip Dorsett uh, the second, another guy that um, you know, he was on a few more radar screens certainly than Terry McLaurin, but mm-hmm. still you know, had an yeah. unexpectedly big game this uh, past week. Uh, D.J. Chark, uh, Miles Boykin, and uh, Chris Conley, some other names I have my eye on for this yeah. week. Yeah, I, I like him. I, you hit everybody on my list, so certainly uh, there's uh, there's a, a good set of options. Like you said, it's a, a nice plethora of riches since we're only in week two. Yeah. So now quarterbacks, um, Josh Allen, uh, I'm so loath to recommend him, but I <laughs> maybe I've got to get over my biases from last year. Still, still not sold on him. <laughs> I'd rather go with Matthew Stafford, who had a nice game and seems to have a new uh, – Brock Jr. is his uh, tight end there in Detroit. Uh, Derek Carr with Oakland had a nice 
game last week, although yeah. not sold on him. Not sure how much of that was uh, Josh Jacobs and how much of that was him, but we'll see. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, we can talk more about that Cleveland game coming up this week. There's two teams uh, already spiraling out of control in this young season. Somebody's going to start off the season 0-2. I guess uh, the silver lining is somebody's mm-hmm. probably going to start off the season 1-1 uh, one and one unless it's a repeat of the Detroit-Arizona game. And then uh, Gardner <laughs> Minshew, the II in uh, Jacksonville, who uh, has a nice mustache and had a good college career. And other than that, I don't know uh, a heck of a lot about him. But uh, I mean, he looks, he pretty looks pretty decent when he came in. Yeah, I was, so I was pleased. We'll see what he has to offer. So, how about you? Any yeah. other names that I might have missed? Uh, uh, I'm I'm a little higher on Josh Allen than you are, but this is over the history of our show been been the case. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, still a strong advocate for him. <laughs> um, Andy Dalton, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the production, and you know he's he's still out there in like seventy five to eighty percent of leagues, so by all means. Okay, um, moving on to tight ends, we've got uh, Jack Doyle in Indianapolis. Although I'm not a big fan of the matchup this weekend, Dallas Goddard in uh, Philadelphia. Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. who, like Adrian Peterson, the Redskins seem to collect Back from the dead. guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, when you have Jordan Reed as your primary tight end, you're going to see a, your backup tight end is going to see a, a fair amount of action. And Vernon Davis has apparently figured out that's a pretty uh, nice uh, career niche there, backing up Jordan Reed. Yeah. Uh, CJ Uzma with Cincinnati. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, Tyler Higby reaching down a little bit further in the barrel. Tyler Higby with the Rams um, and uh, Blake Jarwin with your beloved Cowboys, who I think is the preferred option there, yeah. even though obviously uh, Jason, you know, Jason Witten is, is roughly a thousand years old. Choice, so. but, yeah. yeah. So. Any that I uh, overlooked on your list? No, no, I'm I'm pleased with your list. Okay. A good thing. <laughs> All right. Um, defenses, I'm sure we'll start stirring some stuff up here. But uh, for me, there's only four that are not highly owned that I would consider this weekend. Uh, surprisingly, Carolina, I, they're uh, widely available. And I think uh, their uh, matchup against Tampa Bay is it's a Thursday night game. It's pretty tempting for several reasons. Kansas City yeah. uh, going on the road to Oakland. Okay, Oakland. Did win their home opener against Denver Monday night, but it's a short week. And also, I think Kansas City has a little bit more offensive firepower than uh, Denver does. Tennessee, we'll see if their uh, explosion against Cleveland is for real. They're taking it on the road to Indianapolis. I like their defensive chances there. And then, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to put the Jets on my list. I'm just uh, maybe overreacting here, but uh, kind of. Uh, cynical about the Browns and their ability to uh, live up to things. Uh, when your star wide receiver is more uh, concerned with repping his watchmaker than he is with, uh, you know, it's not great. Winning games, it's not a good apparently. look. That's, that's not, not a good way to start your season. There are, there are better game plans in my opinion, but yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I had the Jets on my list, too. I had the Jets, the Titans, the Panthers, those were my top three that out there still available for sure. 
Okay. Uh, shall we get into some uh, position picks? Let's do it. Let's get crazy. Okay. How about you uh, start us off with the running backs this week? Since I think I All right. did that last my, week. Top of my list looking remarkably similar to last week. I've got Christian McCaffrey at the top, Quan Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Le'Veon Bell running out my top five. David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, uh, James Conner, and Chris Carson, my top ten there. How are you feeling about it? How many of those guys are on your avoid list? It's <laughs> a real question. Um, a number of them, and uh, more to the point, only three of them were <laughs> on my recommended list, although two of the top three we uh, hit. I agree with you on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, much as I hate to do it, was second on my list. Alvin Kamara, Carrion Johnson, Matt Breida, Todd Gurley, um, John Connor, um, uh, Damian Williams, Josh Jacobs, and uh, Sony Michelle rounding out my uh, my top ten. So okay, okay, um, I, I'm big on Josh Jacobs. I've got him just outside of my top ten. Excuse me, I said John Michelle. I want him. Connor. I'm thinking it's of okay. washed up Sorry, Jets running right. back. <laughs> you're you're really on the Jets bandwagon today, like. Full force. <laughs> Apparently, uh, naming players well, that uh, haven't played yeah. in years and we haven't even gotten to uh, um, the wide receiver <laughs> whose name I would always botch. Where is San Antonio Holmes? San Antonio <laughs> Holmes, yes. Hopefully he's living in Texas somewhere. I, we can only Anyway, hope. I digress. That's what I, um, I like to believe. <laughs> yeah. Some others that uh, were near misses on my list. Uh, you mentioned Austin Eckler before, I think, is attractive option. Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Duke Johnson, yeah. and Carlos Hyde were uh, honorable mentions on my list. But uh, who's on your avoid list mm-hmm. since it probably sounds like my recommended list? Actually, not a ton of overlap. Some, but not a ton. Um, Kenyon Drake, Royce Freeman, pretty much any of the Denver running backs. I'm just not into it right now. I'm not. I don't know if I'm ever going to be, but for sure not this week. Uh, Tarek Cohen, Giovanni Bernard, I'd love to pick him up on the waiver wire, but if I don't have to use him, I don't want to. Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde, Deion Lewis, and Justin Jackson. We had a couple. I have uh, Nick Chubb at the top of my list, uh, Leonard Fournette. Oh, that's terrible. I agree with you about Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Adrian Peterson, Ronald Jones, and the Kalen Ballage, uh, Kenyon Drake combo, all uh, rounding out my avoid list for this week. Yeah, it's it's tough to Sounds not like just put like entire backfield on here. the list sometimes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, what are you going to so. do? And, and I should give you props. You were nine six and one last week, as opposed to my seven eight and one. So I'm not sure I how much honest, credit I should I was, give you for. I don't know, <laughs> but I was very excited. I don't know how much my, credit I should what, give you for a Will Lutz uh, 58 yard field goal, but uh, I'll be take that it. As because you know what, I I support kickers, unlike you. I'm a kicker supporter on this show, so yes, I should get credit for Will Lutz. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm even giving kicker injury reports. You know. Jeez, nobody else is doing that. Um, but I think the thing I was most excited about was my my what felt like a shot in the dark of saying Deshaun Jackson's going to show up against the Redskins actually panned out pretty well. That I was proud of. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice pick. Nice call. 
Thank um, you. Thank you, Will Lutz. Yeah. Thank you, Deshaun Jackson. It makes me feel dirty to say that, but, you know, it's in the past now. Yes. We'll, all, right. We'll uh, all right. Speaking of past, <laughs> should we go on to wide receivers? Yes. Hominin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so for wide receivers, the uh, top of my list this week, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Sammy Watkins, the Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks combo, the Elshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson combo, and Josh Gordon mm-hmm. are about my top 10. Uh, honorable mention, yeah, Marquise um, Brown, Michael Gallup, and Cooper Cup on my uh, um, just missed list. But uh, how, many, how much overlap do uh, we have? Not a ton, but some. Um, but not a lot on my avoid list either. I'm happy to hear you giving Amari Cooper some props because I feel like not a lot of people are this week. Like everyone just forgot about him. I don't understand. But um, anyway, top of my list, Michael oh, Thomas, you... DeAndre Hopkins at two. They're for me pretty interchangeable right now. Keenan Allen at three, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm, I'm believing that last week was not the norm. I'm treating things as business as usual. I think we're getting back on track this week. Uh, Julio Jones, <laughs> <laughs> my number five pick, Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham Jr. coming in at six and seven, respectively. Amari Cooper, Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, and then just outside my top ten, Adam Thielen and uh, the Robert Woods experience. All right. Um, for my avoid list, I actually had Odell Beckham at the top of my avoid list, followed by Mike Evans and Julio Jones and Devontae Everyone's going to be looking at so. his watch, so they're not going to defend him. I, I think it's... I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, let's see. Whatever makes them tick. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, D.D. Yeah. Westbrook, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, Emmanuel Sanders, and D.K. Metcalf are, even though I was uh, saying pick them up before, I don't like the matchup this week. And uh, dishonorable yeah. mention to Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have too much beef with that. I've got Christian Kirk on my list, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup. While I very much like, you know, the the targets he was getting last week, I don't know if it's going to keep going this week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, Danny Amendola, Mohamed Sanu, Didi Westbrook, and Marquise Brown. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see how we uh, view the Baltimore-Arizona game. Sounds like we might view that a little differently, but we'll get to that shortly. We might. Um, we might. Quarterback. <laughs> Who do you like quarterback-wise? Patrick Mahomes, for sure, at the top of my list, followed by Tom Brady. I think there's a lot of points to be had in both those games. Carson Wentz coming in at three, Lamar Jackson. Granted, I don't think he's going to put up quite the numbers of last week, but I think it'll still be a pretty good showing. Deshaun Watson, uh, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and just outside my top ten, Aaron Rodgers. We agreed on the first six, and after that, uh, we went off in different directions. So I've got Deshaun Watson at the top of my list, followed by Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, and Matthew Stafford rounds out my top ten, Philip Rivers and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know his name is anathema to you now, but... uh, they're, those two are just outside my top ten. Okay, not not too many. I think I only got two years on my avoid list, so that's pretty good for us. 
Kirk Cousins, uh, top of my list, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Matt Stafford, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray, and Mitchell Trubisky. A lot of names I like, just not matchups I like. So I have Aaron Rodgers at the top of my list for reasons we'll get into. Uh, (laughs) Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett. Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which sounds like kicking a horse when it's down. It kind um, of does. <laughs> Case Keenum and uh, Eli Manning. So those are my uh, top ten avoids and Mitchell Trubisky and Joe Flacco with the dishonorable mentions. Tough spot to be the dishonorable mention. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not quite you're not quite. Uh, bad enough matchup to, to warrant the avoid list, but uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of the purgatory of the avoid list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So it's moving tough on to tight ends, I have a name that might surprise you a little bit at the top of my, I have a few names that will probably surprise you a little bit on my list, but uh, the only I'm, name that should be at the top of your list is Travis Kelsey. What are you doing? No, he's he's number two on my list this week. I actually have Mark oh. Andrews at the top of my okay. list. Uh, I'm not, I'm not of, upset about uh, that, actually. Last week's performance, I expect the good times to keep on rolling for the Colts, for the uh, Ravens this week. Uh, there you go. So Mark Andrews, followed by the, the holy trinity of Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and George Kittle. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson checks in at number five on my list um, this okay. week. Uh, Patriot, I mean, the Lions tried to trade for Gronk last year, and that didn't work out, so they apparently went out and drafted a reasonable facsimile thereof. Uh, Darren Waller, it's working the out Raiders okay. checking in. Yeah, so far so good, and they didn't have to trade with New England to get him. Uh, I'm sure New yeah. England wishes they had him at this point, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Greg Olson on my list, too. Um, injured, though he may be or may not be. Vance McDonald, uh, Jared Cook. And Tyler Higby with uh, a name that will shock you a little bit, Ryan Izzo, just outside my top ten. Wow, okay. All right, we're getting a little wild with the tight ends this week. I'm not mad about it, though. A couple of your guys ended up on my avoid list. That's not surprising. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is at the top of my list. George Kittle is number two. Zach Ertz, what a surprise. Uh, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, Darren Walker, Jared Cook, Delaney Walker, <laughs> Austin Hooper, Mark Andrews. Just outside my top ten, I've got Vance McDonald and David Njoku. Okay, I'm. We have some names interest. We have some names switched on our list. Uh, top of my avoid list is O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, who you like, Jimmy yeah, Graham, big time. Uh, the Jack mm-hmm. Doyle, Eric Ebron combo, uh, David Njoku, who I have on most of my teams, but uh, don't want to start this week. Uh, Tyler Eifert, Austin Hooper, Noah Fant, and uh, Mike Gesicki, who uh, is probably going to wind up on the avoid list more weeks than the not based Poor on Poor guy. Uh, He's a really good tight end. He's just in a really bad situation. Ugh. Unfortunately, Mike Gesicki also on my avoid list, as well as Noah Fant. Uh, Jordan Reed, I don't like playing concussion roulette. Trey Burton, uh, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Eric Ebron. Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson, and Dallas Goddard. Okay. Um, why don't you give us the defenses that you like most? 
this is always a this is always a fun experience seeing what you and I think. But I've got the Patriots at the top of my list, followed by the Bears and the Ravens, Texans and the Bills rounding out the top five, the Titans, Panthers, Jaguars, Cowboys, and Colts. My top ten. We had a little more than half of the teams that we agree on. That's actually, actually I have very a good of, for us, especially when it comes to defenses. I have a list of 12 just because I couldn't pare it down to 10. So um, <laughs> Houston and New England are one and two for me this week. Next group includes Carolina, Minnesota, Tennessee, Chicago, and Cleveland. Next group uh, includes Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Dallas, and Buffalo. So some overlap. There's some. There's some. It's not bad. Um, we we perhaps have some overlap on the avoid list. Uh, I've got the Eagles and the Redskins at the top of mind, the Rams, Giants, and Jets, as well as the Cardinals, the Seahawks, who have some terrible secondary issues, uh, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Bengals. So I've got the Dolphins squarely at the top of my list, which almost seems like, yeah. you know, again, uh, picking yeah. on somebody that can't defend themselves or, <laughs> or apparently the Ravens. Um, so we've got Miami yeah. at the top of my list, Arizona second, New Orleans third, Jacksonville, Oakland, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, the two Los Angeles teams, Detroit, Cincinnati, yeah. and Washington. So apparently you and I are expecting a slightly different uh, Eagles-Redskins game, so it'll be interesting. Not Eagles-Redskins game, um, I think it's uh, interesting that we're putting like entire too. entire towns on on lists now, like all the New York teams, <laughs> just avoid them all. Yeah. Well, I yeah, it it's, it's going to be a long year in uh, for New York football fans, I fear. But uh, anyway, yes. so it's that's possible. my list. Shall we get on to a game prediction? Let's see what kind of fun we've got here. Which might explain <laughs> some of the the. The disconnects in the in the player rankings. Yes, let's let's see what we got. <laughs> All right. Thursday evening, we've got the first game of the week, as we mentioned before. Tampa Bay off a horrible showing against San Francisco goes on the road to Carolina that looked respectable, but still ended up losing at home to the Rams. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with uh, Carolina to uh, bounce back and uh, win this game fairly easily. I'll take Carolina 31, Tampa Bay 21. I'm going to agree that Carolina's going to win this game, and I know this is shocking because normally I would take Tampa Bay here, but I'm going to take Carolina by 10, 27-17. I don't necessarily think it's going to be any cleaner than the game last week. That packers Bear game was a little messy, uh, but we will have more points, so that's something to look forward to. Do you think those, well, we'll get to it, but do you think the Packers' defense might be better than we think, or was it just the uh, Mitchell yeah. Trubisky and yeah. the Bears' offense is uh, not in quite in midseason I form think, I think the Packers' defense is better than, than we think, because I don't think that Bears' offense is as as rough-looking as it was last week. I think we're going to see a lot more out of them, but it was not on display last Thursday, <laughs> for sure. All right. Next up, uh, the first of the Sunday early games, we've got the Chargers traveling three time zones east. 
Detroit Rock City. Excuse me. <clears throat> yep, to uh, whoops. Sorry, apparently the Chargers took uh, revenge on what I was about to say before yeah, I even geez, said it. Jeez Louise, but, man, um, you getting poison over there? Like, what's going on? Apparently, I have we got, the claw we got out of, already uh, on week two. death grip Jeez. on my throat here, so I might be on IR <laughs> for the next eight weeks. I don't know You're if I'll be designated to return, though. That's up to you. We can only hope. <laughs> so, um... I'm going to take the uh, Lions to win their home opener against the Chargers and remain undefeated, although I guess a tie doesn't really sound as impressive as being 2-0. and but just, I'm going I just to don't understand why we live in a world where there are still ties. This is so ridiculous. Neither does Donovan <laughs> so McNabb. Much but, uh, He's still yeah. trying to figure it out so, a decade later. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, Detroit to win this by a point. I'll go... Uh, Detroit 31, uh, Chargers 30. Okay, well, the dissension begins again. <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers 28-21. I think Detroit has some good things going for them, including not having a loss on their record, despite the tie. Uh, but I just think that Chargers offense is just, just more overpowering. I think we're going to see a little bit more out of the team overall. Um Despite all the travel, I think the Chargers take this by a touchdown. Okay, next up we have, um, gosh, it's really going to be a long season for the Florida football fans, I think, at least Florida NFL fans. Those three teams collectively don't look like they've gotten much better. But uh, Jacksonville, they're going to be uh, going on the road with, uh, with, um, you know, with uh, Gardner Minshew and Going to Houston, I, I think this is a mismatch. I think uh, Houston doubles up on Jacksonville. I'll say final score, Houston 34, Jacksonville 17. I'm actually taking the fighting Gardner Minshews to win and spoil wow. the Texans' home opener. I am, I am 23-21. It's going to be a barn burner. I think the Jags' defense is the difference here, and I think – I think we're going to see an upset. I think they're going to pull it off. It's going to be a miracle in Houston. <sighs> All right. I, I mean, I guess after it being in our 10th season doing this, I should be used to this by now. Um, one thing really I'm fairly certain of, you're going, to, you're, you're going to disagree with my next uh, game prediction. Minnesota at Green Bay one to taking 10, the Vikings if, if on we, the road. If we come back here next week and Jacksonville has won, how furious are you going to be? Not furious, just kind of dumbfounded, but we'll see. <laughs> you're Slightly taking Minnesota, <laughs> I am taking Minnesota <laughs> by a field goal. I'd say Minnesota 24, Green Bay 21. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's going to be pissed at you. Um, I, I'm well, saying Aaron didn't grab my throat like the Chargers did. True. You better watch out next week, though. You never know what's coming. Um, I'm going to take uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm staying in his good graces. I'm taking him 21-19 strictly because they've got a little extra rest. They played on Thursday versus Sunday, and I think that's the difference here. That That's other way. If, it, if all things being equal, I might have actually picked the Vikings to win this game. No, you wouldn't have. You haven't picked. I'm. I. You picked Aaron Rodgers pretty much it. every week for ten years now. 
I also pick Jacksonville to upset people regularly. I'm a picture of consistency. Okay. Yeah. So next up we've 21, got uh, more to do. <laughs> we're 1921 as well. At least we group three on Green Bay score. It's just a matter yeah. of how many points the Vikings are going to score. So yeah. So I'm excited for the team because I think it's going to be such a good defensive matchup. Less excited about the yeah, but I am excited about the defense. I'm excited to see if Dalvin Cook can do what he did against Atlanta. But obviously, Green Bay My, looks better on defense at this point than Atlanta does, and Minnesota's on the road and all. But it's definitely not going to be frozen tundra on Sunday. So we'll see what happens. No, no, we shall see. All right. Next up, we've got another uh, West Coast team traveling to the Eastern Time Zone: Seattle on the road at Pittsburgh and. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as awful as they looked uh, last week against New England. I think they're a different team at home, or at least they have been historically. I'd like to think that it was just a matter of New England being that good as opposed to the, you know, that they can't function without uh, Antonio Brown. I think New England is very good. So I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh to win this by four points. I'll say uh, Steelers 28, Seahawks 24. Okay, I, I'm actually going more in Pittsburgh's direction. I'm taking the Steelers to win the 30-17. to 17. I'm, I'm worried about the Seahawks. They're going on the road. Pittsburgh is cranky, to say the least. I think they've, they've got some things to prove this week. And, I mean, the Seahawks last week were able to disguise it a little better, but their secondary and their offensive line are not good. And I'm concerned against a team like the Steelers, that's going to get exploited a little harder. So, I'm concerned about the Seahawks this week. Was uh, Chris Carson on your top ten list, or am I misremembering that? Nope, he's there. I think he's the only bright spot in this offense. <laughs> I okay. think he's gonna. It's it's more him catching balls than running at this point. Okay. Um, yep. Next up, we've got two teams. Neither this this is a rematch of the. I think 1989 Super Bowl, but I don't think either of these teams are going to be sniffing the Super Bowl this year, and that would be uh, yet another uh, West Coast team uh, traveling to the east uh, Eastern Time Zone. That's San Francisco at Cincinnati. I don't know what the schedule makers were. Uh, I guess they must have been in a pretty sadistic mood this, this for this week. But uh, I, I, got I the just, 49ers. Every every year, like a broken record, I say this. I've got some real beef with whoever's doing this. I mean. The, the imbalance between the early and the late games, that's enough to make me crazy. But then, then we're doing stuff like this. Like, it's not competitive football. Why are we doing this? There's so many well, issues. Well, actually, actually, this one, I think the, the visiting West Coast team is going to prevail here. I think the 49ers will uh, outscore the Bengals. I'm taking uh, Jimmy, the Jimmy Garoppolo's to beat the Andy Dolphins <laughs> by a score of 30 to 24. I am taking the Ginger Ninja to fight back and defeat, defeat these people this from LA. This is about as predictable as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this is actually, this game, just looking at it, like, made me a little sad just overall. It's like, oh, this, this game is just, it's not going to be, this is not a must-watch game for me. This is probably the bottom of the list of games I want to watch this week. Um, but I am going to take the, the Ginger Ninja and Andy Dalton to win 23-21 in a bit of a barn burner out in Cincinnati. 
uh, you, you and I must have a different definition of barn burner. But uh, I'm not saying that it's like a super well played game. It's just gonna be a close game. Well, the the Packers Bears game was close too. I wouldn't consider that a barn burner, but yeah. let's see. Oh no. I mean, now, what else are we gonna do on a Thursday night? We're floor. basically held hostage. There's no other options. Hockey's not on yet. I mean, come on. There weren't that great of baseball games on. We that was it. That was our only choice. Okay. And next up, we've got <laughs> Indianapolis at Tennessee in a AFC South showdown in Tennessee. I I don't know. I'm they not that, I'm not pulled week. on Marcus Mariota, but they they certainly looked good and uh, destroyed what um, the, the they certainly knocked the Cleveland hype train off its tracks last week. So I'm going to say yes. that they keep that momentum going in their home opener, and I'll take uh, Tennessee over Indianapolis 27-21. What do you think? I'm going to take in. I'm going to take Indy 21-17. I'm actually very intrigued by this game. I, I want to see a little bit more of both these teams because they both have the potential to be very good. I'm just not entirely sure who's a contender yet. Um, like you said, not sold on Marcus Mariota yet. Um, there were some bright spots though. I, I just want to see if Delaney maybe Walker we can put together. Look like he missed a beat. No, no, I just need him to stay healthy. That's that's always the hardest part. But I want to see if, if they can put together some consistency. That's been the biggest issue, that and interceptions. But over the last couple of years, if they can put together a couple of good weeks, that could be very interesting. All right. Next up, we've got uh, what seems Not like the unfair fight of the week. <laughs> well, one one team will be doing all the barn burning, and that, uh, I think, is the Patriots uh, on the road at Miami. That's just really... Yeah, it's not a game I would watch. It. I think is the word. Probably, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah. maybe Miami pulls the rabbit out of the hat, but I don't see it. Maybe all the it's happened Antonio before. Brown it's happened before. And Wes Welker Patriots, was kicking field just, goals. It can be done. Yeah, I just I, just, I can't see I just, it. I'm I'm going with a blowout here. No. I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't think New England's going to score quite as much as the Ravens did last week, but if they do, it wouldn't shock me. But I'm going to go with a, a slightly more uh, pessimistic forecast. I'll say Patriots 40 and Dolphins 17. I've got New England winning 41-10. We might get so our first we're, look we're... at Jared Stidham. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a distinct possibility. It's just this this game's not going to be any fun to watch unless you've got a bunch of Patriots players on your fantasy team and you're just watching the points pile up. But even then, I would almost start worrying about, like, at what point are they going to take starters out? Because you can't blame well, Tom Brady Stark this whole game. Play. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Or James Devlin. So there you go. We found, we found some drama. <laughs> Something to look forward yeah. to. Will, will James Devlin <laughs> outscore the Dolphins? Possibly. It's possible. So what's your score for the game? Forty one ten. I am not picking a Miami upset here, just for the record. <laughs> well you're even more pessimistic about the Dolphins than I am. I actually am, which is a weird place to be, but here we are. Maybe they'll try to trade back uh, for Ryan Tannehill. 
I don't know if Tennessee is going to miss him that much, but I don't know. No, no, no. I think we. I think we've got some Ryan Tannehill in our future in Tennessee. Uh, I hope not for Marcus Mariota's sake, but we'll see. Um, next up, we've mm-hmm. got uh, Dallas at Washington as uh, Dallas continues its rampage through the NFC East. You know, the schedule makers must have, uh, you know, wanted to get on Jerry Jones' good side, so they scheduled the Giants and the Redskins for them the first two weeks. I think Redskins put up or, a little bit more. Or they were hoping Ezekiel Elliott wouldn't be did, here and, and things might get embarrassing. I don't know. But either way, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. And anyway, I, I don't like what I'm about to say, but I, I think your Cowboys go to 2-0 and on the basis of beating the Redskins 30-24. to So I have almost the exact same score. This is this is a week where I get fired multiple times at my place of employment because I work for a bunch of Redskins fans. Um, but I think we're going to prevail, and I'll probably get fired a few more times next week. <laughs> I've got the Cowboys winning 30-23, so we've, we're pretty much on the same boat there. Um, I think Washington will play a more complete game than they did last week. You know, you're supposed to play four quarters, not two. Uh, but I, I still just they, – they've got some fundamental issues that are going to be tough to overcome, particularly the fact that the coach and your starting running back seem to hate each other. And his best friend is your right tackle who's still holding out. So things are going to get worse before they get better in Washington, I think. Yeah. Well, at least their quarterback has the uh, all-time best touchdown celebration, I think. And he was Very true. And he also, the, also does not have a broken leg yet, which is a real plus when you're a Redskins uh, quarterback. The key word there was yet. Well, you know, the odds aren't great. <laughs> okay. So oh, now God. we move on to the Battle of New York. The Actually, of the New first, York. Of, uh, first of uh, four battles of New York. Actually, no, it's the second because Buffalo already uh, beat the Jets. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. another scheduling oddity. I don't know why this happens, but I remember a few years ago, it was the Ravens' turn to play the NFC East. And for some reason, they mm-hmm. scheduled back-to-back road games for them at Giants Stadium with the Jets and the Giants. And yeah. this, this yeah, year, right. Buffalo does the honors. They had the they were on the road against the – they were at the Meadowlands last week, and they'll be probably just uh, camping out there, hanging out, waiting for the Giants to show up this week. So, anyway, uh, well, I think Buffalo right? is going to make – I think Buffalo will make it two for two. Um, much as I hate to say this, I think the Giants put up – better fight than they did against the Cowboys, but ultimately the same result. I see it as uh, Bills 28, Giants 24. And it pains me to say that. I'm I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but I actually have the Bills winning this 24 to 7. I'm worried about your Giants, like in a big way. I, I, mm, there's not a lot of good going on. I would like to be wrong about this, but I think the Buffalo defense is going to be tough. I think that there's a lot, a lot broken in the Giants organization right now, and I think Josh Allen's going to come in and exploit some of that. Yeah, moving on, um, we've got Arizona <laughs> at Baltimore, and I don't think Baltimore is going to do what they did to Miami last week, but I think Arizona will score 27 points again like they did against Detroit, although this time I don't think okay. that's going to be good enough to earn a tie. 
I'll say Baltimore 38, Arizona 27. It would be good if Arizona showed up a little bit earlier, perhaps play the first half a little a little more than they did last week. That might help the cause. Uh, I just don't think they're going to outshoot Baltimore this week. I think the Ravens are a very good team. I'm excited to keep watching them. I think that, again, they're not going to score quite as many points as last week. I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to have four touchdowns in the first half, but I think they win 33-23. I think it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, it's hard to know what to make of Baltimore. I mean, they, they certainly look like world beaters, but again, considering the opposition or lack thereof right. last week, you know, this this will be a little bit more of a test, but I don't think until they really start getting into their AFC North schedule, have a, you know, start playing the Steelers and, you know, maybe Cleveland's, you know, if Cleveland yeah, gets their act together, I don't think we're going to get a real good read on them, but we'll see. So um, moving yeah, on, yeah. late games, we've got uh, Kansas City traveling to Oakland. Last year, that was a Thursday night game. It was a real, that one was a barn burner. I think they replayed it. It took them like 10 minutes to play the last five seconds because they kept having penalties on the last It was like an NBA game. game. Was, it took forever. Yeah, that was a <laughs> pretty amazing uh, game. But uh, this time I think it'll Crazy. be close, but not quite the same drama at the end. I'm going to go with Kansas City to get some measure of revenge. I'll say Kansas City 34, Oakland 28. I have Kansas City winning 32-21. I think even without Tyreek Hill, um, and, and despite the fact that Oakland looks better than I expected with all of the turmoil and just the hot messness that they really were exuberant. But I, I think Kansas City comes in. I think they have control of this game most of the way. Oakland's going to hang in there. But I'm excited that this rivalry is, is kind of back. You know, things weren't weren't so good for a while, but this is, it's really like must-see football now. I'm excited about it. So who's the biggest fantasy beneficiary of uh, Tyreek Hills being out? Do you think they rely more on the ground game and Damian Williams or maybe LaShawn McCoy catches a few more passes? I think LaShawn McCoy, I think LaShawn McCoy is, is certainly going to be a much bigger factor, especially over the next week or two. Um, the little bit of, of action he got last week, he looked good. Um, Sammy Watkins, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's probably the guy. But I think he and LaShawn McCoy are the two that I'm most excited about there. Okay, next up we've got the Bears coming off their disappointing uh, uh, home Bears. opener, uh, traveling to Denver, which had a disappointing road opener. So those two teams have that in yeah. common. I think Chicago gets in the win column this week. Uh, I'll say uh, Chicago 24, Denver 21. I just really don't know where Denver's going to get I'm enough not, offense. I'm not sure what's going Chicago's on. Defense. I'm not sure what's going on with Denver. I, I don't know what to make of that team yet, but um, I'm I'm with you. I'm taking Chicago to win 21-14. I think even despite being a mile high, I think they, they bounce back. They score some touchdowns this week be nice to finally do that and I think it's going to be it's it's certainly going to be a, a more competitive looking game right uh, next up speaking of competitive games this is one that I think will be one of the better games of the week shootout. we've got the Saints on the road against the Rams you know this should be a real shootout I think both of those defenses were on our avoid list for good reason I'm going yeah. with a final score here Rams 38 uh, Saints 31 with what say you I've got the Rams winning 34-30, so I've got a little a little bit more uh, in the way of defense, I guess, than you. Not a lot, but I think 
I think that Drew Brees is a different quarterback on the road than he is at home. If they were playing in New Orleans, I would have taken the Saints to win. But I think the Rams have a lot of good stuff going for them. Um, but it just Drew Brees, his numbers are just so dramatically different on the road than they are at home. It's hard to pick them to win. All right. Uh, the Sunday evening game, we've got uh, the Eagles traveling to Atlanta. Uh, that was the actually that was the uh, season opener last year when the Eagles yeah. were defending their Super yeah. Bowl championship. That was the Thursday night game, I think. And yeah, um, yeah. That's here though. Of course, they're playing in Atlanta. Um, I think the Eagles are going to get the better of them. It took them a while to wake up last week, but I think they showed that their offense is still pretty uh, dangerous in Atlanta. Uh, if they couldn't stop Minnesota, I don't see how they're going to stop uh, Philadelphia. I'm going with the final score of Eagles 34, Atlanta 24. I'm not sure what's going on with Atlanta. Like, they have all the talent to be good. They just can't get it together. I just, I, it baffles, just absolutely baffles me. Uh, the Eagles probably should verify the start time this week before they, they get going. Maybe 820 will work better for them than a 1 o'clock start did. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I think this is going to be a different game than last last year's matchup. Um, I, I think Philly wins thirty three twenty seven. I just I want Atlanta to be more competitive and be good. But like you said, like if they can stop Minnesota, how on earth do you think they're going to stop the Eagles? Twenty eight running backs. I just don't understand. But I think Darren Sproles could be pretty pivotal in this game. I think it, Atlanta is not great at stopping. Uh, running backs, particularly out of the backfield, catching balls, but it could be his time to shine. If there was any game I wanted to start Darren Sproles, this is probably it this year. That's my PSA. Right, and then (laughs) last and least, we get to the game, which probably is second in my mind to the Miami-New England game is a game that I I really have Baker Mayfield may not have woken up feeling dangerous, but I think the Eagles did. They may have stolen that from him. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got Cleveland um, traveling to the Meadowlands uh, for a Monday night game. I think this was the first uh, Monday night game ever was the Jets uh, playing the um, the Browns 50 years ago. I think the Browns won that. Um, they played on a Thursday night last year. That was Baker Mayfield's coming out party, but uh, I don't really what? see that repeating itself uh, this week. I think the Jets are going to, bounce back and uh, remembering that the game has four quarters. So I think they'll uh, win this by field goal. I'll say Jets 24, Cleveland 21. And just as an aside, I'm really uh, sad that uh, Quincy Inouye is uh, dealing with neck issues yet again and probably going to miss the season yet again. That's uh, tough. He's really talented and really enjoy watching him play. And it's uh, just sad that he's um, probably going to miss his second season in a row. It is. He cannot catch a break. Oh, it is a bummer. Uh, I think the Jets will also miss him this week because I'm actually going to take Cleveland to win this game, 23-20. I think that if there's any team that's going to show up for primetime, the team that's worried about how they look, and that is this Cleveland Browns team. I think that Baker Mayfield may wake up feeling a little more dangerous. I think he's going to put on that silly-looking headband. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be flaunting watches and doing whatever he needs to do. Jarvis Landry might even show up to the party. I don't know. But I think that Cleveland's going to edge him out. I think they're going to find a way. If this game weren't in yeah, prime time, just, I'd be picking the Jets. 
just to be very clear. Just, uh, <laughs> well, Odell Beckham Jr. scored a lot of uh, game-winning touchdowns in the Meadowlands, but um, he hasn't done one as a visiting player yet, so we'll see how that goes. I'm sure Giants fans will be all up in arms if that happens. Yes. Yes. It's it's not going to be a good time. Yeah. So, anyway, not too much time remaining. Why don't you hit us up with your uh, DFS picks? Yeah, we've got some good values this week, uh, especially running back. There's a lot of ways you can save some money and still get some good points. Uh, If you're looking for stacks this week, um, big on the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Rams. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that Rams game. Um, But I think you can reasonably stack. Todd Gurley's still not astronomically priced yet, so I'd probably roster him for another week. Uh, Oakland, I think, is a pretty interesting matchup as well. I like Derek Carr uh, at quarterback as well as Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, and Jimmy Garoppolo, despite the fact that I don't think he's going to win the game. I think he gets some fantasy points, especially for what you can get him for. At running back, Matt Breida, definitely at the top of my list there. Giovanni Bernard, of course, that's pending Joe Mixon not playing, which it looks like he's probably not. Josh Jacobs, still pretty reasonably priced, especially for the output. Devin Singletary and Austin Eckler also on my list this week at wide receiver. Really liking John Brown, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, and Allen Robinson, I think, could be a real sneaky play as well. Tight end, Darren Walker, like we talked about, Delaney Walker as well. He's literally always on my list. He's just, for what you can get him for, it's just it's just silly, the return on investment. Evan Ingram, who I'm higher on this week than you are, and Vernon Davis. Uh, again, even if Jordan Reed plays, probably still fine with putting Vernon Davis in my lineup. And at defense, I like the Jags. Uh, the Giants, the 49ers, and the Packers, uh, bang for my buck, wise there. So, overall, it's pretty good picks to be had here in the daily fantasy world. So, one last uh, quick question for you. Uh, too soon to be making yeah. trades for your fantasy team? No, no. Uh, by all means, if you can get somebody, especially if you're sitting on Sammy Watkins and you don't need all those receivers, get somebody to overpay for him now. By all means. Um, right, that's what I'm about not the a flip huge side. trader. People are panicking yeah. about somebody that uh, had a bad week one and, you know, worried yeah, about too early. If you're, you're hanging out, if you got Juju Smith-Schuster, don't panic. It's going to be okay. The ship's going to right itself. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too, too trade happy there. Um, but if somebody's, somebody's out there trying to unload them, you can get them for a cheap deal. Go get them. But I think, Wait and see. Let's. The first couple of weeks are always such a crapshoot because nobody plays in the preseason. You never really know what any of these teams look like until about week four or five, which just is silly. <laughs> just silly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if you get some reasonable trade offers, you see some people out there. I don't think it's too soon to trade, but I do think it's too soon to overreact. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging with us again this week. We'll be back next Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time with everything you need to win your Week 3 matchups, all of your news, notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, your daily fantasy picks, and waiver wires as well. You can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thanks again for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Redskins.